Hey, it's Bridget and Liz, and you're listening to Dude, Dude, Guess What? Hey guys, welcome to episode 26, where we talk about life's greatest issues and things we've been through. Or Bridget's going to mostly. I'm going here just to like. I know um, last last week it was like the Liz show and today it's like the Bridget show. I know. And next week it'll be who knows what. <laughs> no, next week we are going to be having on um, a mom that has um, that has has a son that has was born with a congenital heart defect. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, we have some cool things in store, especially with other guests that we have. um, Yeah. Coming up soon. So that'll be fun. But Bridge, what have you been up to this last week? Gosh, I'm trying to think. Um, Anthony had like the rotation from hell. Mm -hmm. Which which means you had the week from hell. Is that what that means? Yeah. It's just, it's hard, dude. Like residency... I think I, I don't know if I had like true expectations. Um, or you probably had expectations, but they weren't what you thought. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I don't know. You talk to people that have been in the same program and they're like, oh yeah, like this rotation wasn't bad. Or like, you know, we knew somebody that just graduated residency from this one. And, you know, the only thing that it, you know, when we came out both t- or when we visited, like he had the weekend off and like was telling us about all this stuff. And so in my mind, I'm like, cool, like he'll just go in from like nine to five and be off on the be weekend. Fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, I knew that like if they had um like a hosp- a month of hospital, mm-hmm. like he will be in the hospital for yeah. hours every day type of thing. Right. Um, but then this weekend, like, or this last week, he's been in OBGYN, uh, rotation mm-hmm. or it's like women's health, whatever. And, um, for the month and they do call, like they switch call like every other day. So he's mm-hmm. on call for 24 hours and it has just been like, so draining. Like this last week, weekend, I was like, about to lose it because on yeah, Sunday you, you did text me and say I think I'm gonna lose it I probably did I like on Sunday you know Anthony and I um we actually are like primary teachers um if anybody like isn't wasn't raised in the LDS church it's essentially like you're teaching Sunday school to children yeah teaching Sunday school to children and and there's an age group so we're actually Austin's teachers and the kids that are that age anyway so like anthony and i both teach that class and if he's not there i have to get a sub and if i'm not there like he has to get a sub to teach right yeah because you can't be alone with the kids yeah and um anyway so like i in my mind you know he was like okay i'm gonna be on call on sunday and in my mind i was like okay like you just have to have your phone by you you know Oh no, I, I like totally forgot that that means like he has to go around patients in the morning that have just delivered. And so I didn't even know if he was going to teach with me and he ended up teaching. But then on Sunday, he like, the doctor called me. She's like, you need to go check on this patient. So he goes and checks on this patient Mm -hmm. and and he like is there for like, so he leaves in the morning at 5am. He gets home at about 830. Mm-hmm. And then at about like one or yeah, 1 p.m., he gets a call from the doctor to come back in, to go back in and see this patient because they were having like issues or whatever. So he sure. goes in, sees the patient and everything's fine. Comes back home. We live 30 minutes away from the hospital. So like, um, just a lot of back and forth. Gets home, literally within like five minutes of him coming through the house. The doctor asks him to come back in. And I was like, Aww. oh my gosh. So we had to go drive 30 minutes. And we had promised Austin too that like um, we would be having like a sleepover and like all this stuff with him. And and um, anyway, it was just like, Ugh. 
I was just so annoyed. And so you had a rough week. Yeah, it was. Yeah, this last week was awful. But um, yeah, I mean, that's about it. We Austin started preschool today. And How was that? it was good. I mean, he like did not look. I thought that maybe he'd be yesterday. He was kind of getting nervous. Like he was, you know, he's like, I don't want to leave you, mom, whatever. Aww. And when we I dropped him off, like he didn't even I was like, bye. He's like, bye, you know, and just waved. And yeah. the, the thing that's cool with this preschool is um, they have this app that, like, you check your kid in, check your kid out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they send you pictures throughout the day of your oh, child. Nice. Yeah. So, and I have really bad, like, anxiety over Austin, you know. Being around. Yeah, just other people so long and stuff, so. Um, other than that, I don't, we haven't really done anything. Oh, I, uh, I'm gonna, I'm starting a thing with Bunko with girls in my. Oh yeah. You're going to get a Bunko group together. Yeah. I'm excited. Lots of fun things happening. I'm in book club. We have book club next week. I'm like, man, you're such a little butterfly. Yeah. What about you, Liz? And here I am just like surviving in a dark cave downstairs for a week, for a few weeks. Um, I've got a newborn. I've got three today. Robbie is three weeks old officially. Um, today's probably been one of the harder days with him just because he's just been a little bit fussy and by a little bit, I mean really fussy and, um, like would not sleep for longer than like 45 minutes. And you would have to be holding him for him to fall. As soon as you put him down, like within like a minute, his eyes would like spring open and he'd be like, <laughs> just like so mad, dude. And I think it's so cute. Like, I mean, obviously it's not cute in the moment, but I love seeing his little like forehead wrinkles. Like his eyebrows go all the way up and his, his whole face gets red, but because he's like pushing his eyebrows up, his like his forehead's all white and he's just screaming so loud. But like, his diaper was fine. He doesn't, he had, you know, eaten, he had burped. It's just, he just was having a rough day. So that means I was having a rough day, but thank heavens, you know, mom was here today and we just took turns kind of like holding him, rocking him, feeding him, trying to like figure out what's going on. Uh, So it was long, but the last two nights, I, I deserve like wife of the year. I feel like because the last two nights I have slept out in the living room with Robbie. So Ryan can get some sleep because he had a big thing at work today that he had, he was gone like all day today. And then Sunday night, um, we had people over on Sunday and when people are over, it's just hard, dude, when people want to come see the baby, like on, you know, whatever. And, they want to like, and so he was just up for longer than what he normally was. So Sunday night, he had a hard time going to sleep, but eventually he went to sleep and slept from 10 45 or 10 40 until 3 AM on Sunday night. And that was like, I was like, Whoa, (laughs) game changer. (laughs) Like, is he alive? Um, Yeah. Seriously. I was like, you know, going over there. I'm like, can I see his body, you know, breathing, you know, can I hear him breathing? And he was fine. He finally woke up and then he woke up from he went to bed again at like three 30 and slept until like six 30. So it was like, it was good stretches of sleep on Sunday night and I had a good night last night too. So dude, can I just say something kind of like crazy? Yeah. I'm watching you right now. And I'm like, man, your lips are so much smaller than mine. I know. So is my nose. And you know, that's what I was also so going to bring up looking at you. Cause I'm like, so used to being you pregnant and I'm like swollen, like lips. an optical illusion. I know my friends came over on Saturday and the first thing he just said was your nose looks normal. Like, thanks dude. But yeah, it's my nose and my lips and my voice is back to normal. So everything is like the swelling. I'm like so psyched out right now. I don't know why you're what I'm like. So psyched out. Just like looking oh. at you. Cause I haven't, I haven't really talked to you like in, I know this is like Bridget and I's mine. I can't think of the right word. Catch up time. So, yeah, I haven't really talked to you. Like just. It's been hard. Sarah's tried to FaceTime me and Nick's tried to FaceTime me and you've tried to text me. <laughs> I just like don't respond because <laughs> I'm just like, I don't have the time to answer your call right now. So, yeah, that's no, me in about four or five weeks. Anyway, like me. 
Yeah. Um, Life is just, we're just in a, you know, in a lots going on phase right now. So have you guys tried any of the crumble cookies? No, we no. didn't. I saw that they had pumpkin chocolate chip and I really want to try that, but also I'm like, I don't know. Okay. So another thing that I did this week, which was like a huge thing to even get out of the house is I went to target and then near the target by our house is an eyebrow place and they do eyebrow threading. And I have not had my eyebrows done in like two months, which for me is a very long time. So I went and did that for myself today as part of, you know, treat yourself thing. And while I'm sitting there, the lady, well, I walk up there and she goes, just a touch up for your eyebrows. And I was like, yeah. And then after she's done doing my eyebrows, she's like, and your upper lip too. And I was like, um, no, not today. <laughs> oh, but man, those eyebrow places really keeping you humble. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll just take my tinkle razor and shave it off. But <laughs> Thanks for letting me know that it's viewable from another person. Okay, but did you go home and use your tinkle razor? You're no, like, yeah, because I had to I had to come home and take care of Robbie. So anyway, it's on my list of things to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Bridget asked me if I had something for current event corner today, and I thought I didn't, but then I just remembered something that I actually really don't give a crap about because I don't like super love this person. This is my unpopular opinion person, is that Taylor Swift is overrated, but I have seen it been going around on social media. Taylor Swift is releasing a new album on October 21st, I think, and it's going to have 13 new singles on it. So if y'all are a Taylor Swift person, put put it on your calendars, October 21st. Anyway, that's my current I'm event, a, corner I'm event. Big, I'm not a big Taylor Swift person either, like... I don't even know what the drama is behind her and her like record or there's something going on with her like producer or I don't, I don't know. even know any of that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan person either, but I've seen people post about it and I'm like, mm. yeah, like cool. Another album. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, should we get into it, Bridge? Let's do it. Okay. So today's episode is about how Bridget is a medical school wife. She's a wife to someone who is a, or who was a medical student and is now in residency. So she wanted to give us the lowdown on all that. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll probably just start off with. Let's we start at this. the very beginning. Yeah. Very um, good place to start. Do you know that's from? Saturday Night, like, Saturday Night Warrior? No, that's Sound of Music. Oh, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm off on the times. No, um, so when I first met Anthony, he actually wanted to be a PA and um, physician's assistant. Yeah, physician's assistant, which is different than um, a doctor um, or a nurse practitioner. I don't I know that anyway, anyway, um, and then, uh, you know, we went to school. So I was at Utah State for a while. Um, for three years. And then I finished up my last year at BYU, Idaho, um, with Anthony and we graduated together in the same degree. And, um, he ended up, he, you know, we, we became really good friends with these people that, um, were going to dental school or were going to apply to dental school. And, um, Anthony originally wanted to go to dental school. And then um, he started working for an endodontist. We went, uh-huh. we moved to Arizona. He started working for an endodontist, and he was like, "Actually, I do not want." He even took the dat. Like he studied when we moved to Arizona. He took a couple months off to study for the dat, which is like the dental admissions test. So it's the test that you take in order to apply to dental school. Okay, and, and those those tests are like cheap, you know. They're not cheap. They're not cheap. He actually got a really good score. And then um, he was like, you know what? I don't want to do, I don't want to be a dentist. Like, I don't want to do this. Uh And I was like, what do you want to do? And he's like, well, you know, I've always really wanted to be a doctor. And I was like, yeah, you should do it. Like, you should apply to medical school. So then he was like, well, I can't take time off. Like, I have to work now because I am working now. I will study for the MCAT. So then he takes the MCAT, gets a good grade on it or score on it, whatever. And um, 
he starts applying and originally he actually only wanted to be uh to apply to podiatry school which podiatry is a foot doctor um they don't they go i'm not sure what they go to podiatry school they don't go to like medical school in terms of it's called you're learning medicine but it's called podiatry school i think um but like you're already in your specialty so mm-hmm. you only deal with feet okay um and they do a residency as well because i think I mean, they do some surgeries and i was like yeah i was like do you really want to be a podiatrist like i feel like you should be applying for everything you can apply to podiatry school you can apply to medical school like you know this is just just do it all you know mm-hmm. anyway um he ended up he ended up accepting a podiatry position or a podiatry like spot at midwestern in arizona and we paid the one thousand dollar deposit and then he ended up getting in he did get um some interviews with medical school but um i can't one of them was in like like erie or something anyway he ended up getting um an interview to the college in idaho and he accepted like we ended up finding out that he got in and so we let midwestern know that we were no longer going to be going to the podiatry program and um we went to medical school instead and medical school like we moved to to idaho in 2018 for medical school austin wasn't even a year old and it was it was hard at first like actually no it was really hard like the entire time it's just a different level like i think that um going into it like i didn't realize just how time grueling it would be for anthony mm-hmm. um like and what that meant for you to be on your own yeah and and what that meant for me to be on my own and doing my own thing like Anthony, we had just moved to a new place. We had never lived in this part of Idaho before. We didn't really know anybody. Um, that Meridian? No, we were in Boise at first. And then oh. Meridian. Yeah, which is just like 20 minutes outside of Boise. Oh, okay. Um, but it was hard. Like, uh, Anthony was gone all of the time. And he was studying all of the time. Yeah. And... It was just like this new normal that I wasn't ready with yet. And on top of that, like we also have this little baby and he's not technically little. He was almost a year and it was like, I'm like the sole person that's taking care of him Mm -hmm. or no breaks, like no anything. And that was really hard because like, I'm the one getting up with him. I'm the one doing all of this stuff. And I think, too, like there's a lot to be said that goes with somebody that is a spouse to somebody that's a medical school student. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the um, the responsibilities falls on that person. So like yeah. for me, I have always dealt with all of our bills, all of our medical insurance stuff, all of, you know, getting the groceries bought, going into the grocery store. And like having this mental checklist of everything that we need to do. Plus, not only that, like doing all of the cooking and cleaning mm-hmm. and and being responsible and, and like your husband's gone. And I also worked like mm-hmm. I worked part time because you when you, you needed money. Well, yeah. But then like when you go to medical school, you do have student loans but you're only living off of like 25,000 a year for like your rent, your food, your everything, literally everything. Yeah, that's hard. So I worked, I actually taught English to Chinese kids online. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And that was crazy hours. Yeah, it's crazy hours because of the time difference. So like you're either working very early in the morning, like I'm talking 3 a.m., 4 a.m. time. Or you're working very late into the night. And so I would have to make sure that like Anthony's schedule would allow me to work those hours. Mm -hmm. And, and that like, Kate, if Austin wakes up, like you will have to get up, like you'll have to get up with him and that has to be okay type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so so that was something else but it was something that like helped us out financially um we were also on we were so poor like so very very poor that um we were on medicaid and we were on food stamps and yeah and there is something to be said of like your like pride I'm not trying to sound mean about this because I do believe that these programs, like being on the other side of it now, I do believe that they're able to like benefit people, but Mm -hmm. I do think that there is a negative stigma around it just because of the many people that do abuse it. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that don't like that are in the situation that we were, where my husband is going to pay it back into the system by becoming a doctor and and, and having the pride that goes with like, yeah, I'm on Medicaid. Like, yes, I will be paying this for food stamps. And it was just so embarrassing sometimes when you would go to the grocery store and you would, you couldn't, you had to use a specific check for WIC. Mm-hmm. It would be like a gallon of milk or something or like. Well, didn't you also have a time where it wasn't working or something like that and yeah. someone was behind you? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't working. There was a time. I can't remember you. I. I'm like shocked that you remember that. So me like, too, honestly, because I can't even remember what I did yesterday. It was so traumatizing for me. It was like, so when you are on WIC and you're on food stamps, like when you're on WIC, at least in Idaho, they weren't like caught up to speed. I've heard that like other states, they have an actual card for you, like a credit, like a looks like a debit. A visa. Card. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, at that time, they only had checks. So you had to give the cash, like you had to separate it up by each check that you were given. And then everything else that was on food stamps would be on like a separate transaction. And -hmm. the person that is taking the check, like has to initial it, has to do everything. Mm -hmm. And it was like the only person in the checkout stand. And I had a line behind me and I was just so embarrassed. Like, just because I don't know, like, your pride is just shot, you know, like, yeah, like, yep. And the thing too, is like, I probably looked like I was like somebody that could be abusing the system. Like, you know, like have my little like Kate Spade bag or whatever, you know, and you're like, but little do you know, my mom bought it for me. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And little did you know, she probably got it on sale. Yeah. We bought it at the Kate Spade outlet in Vegas. Um, so that was, that was like really, really hard to do. Um, I think though that, um, something else was just like Anthony being gone a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be hard just, and missing out on things like missing out on, well, I, I, okay. I don't know. Just like, this is going to sound really, really bratty and I don't mean it for it to be bratty. Okay. Like, I don't even know the last time I truly celebrated my birthday. Oh, May. <laughs> Isn't that sad? I mean, it's like. I'm sorry. It's, it's okay. Like, it's fine. Like, that's how it is. But it's like, you know, the last or like our anniversary. I don't even know the last time we truly. Celebrated. Yeah. Bridget turned 30 this year. And I told, wait, was it this year? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, let's go on a vacation. And she did not want to go on a vacation. Well, we, like, didn't have, we don't have money. I was going to pay your ticket. No, you weren't. Well, the yes, thing I too was. is like. And then we went to Disneyland instead. But also like Anthony is in medical school, was in medical school at that time. So it's like he's on rotation. So it's hard to, it's hard to like uh, take the time off, you know? Well, Bridge, we'll celebrate your 31st birthday next year in style. Okay. We'll go yeah. somewhere. That's literally, you know, what's so funny is I have this conversation with Anth and he's like, he's like, you know, like you're the one, you, you know, cause he's like, you, you've helped me get to this spot. And he's like, he's like, you know, me doing this, like, we're going to have a good life. And he's like, you just have to wait like five to 10 more years. <laughs> My face was like, I'm excuse you. I know, but it's just like, oh oh yeah like cool just five to ten more like by the time i can enjoy it i'll be 65 (laughs) just kidding anthony if you're listening to this episode (laughs) (laughs) that's how it feels 
And it's just like, and and it, that's true. Like it's it's sad, but it's true. Like yeah. after we're done with residency, we will be spending like the next five years. We want to pay off our student loans in five years. Blech. And so it's like, and and we're coming out of student loan debt with about like half a million dollars. Excuse you? Yeah. I mean, with interest and everything, that is how much our student loan debt will be. Medical school so, is very expensive. So does that 10K from uh, Biden, do you guys get any discount or what? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't know. I, I didn't have any even like looked at it, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't even know anything about it. Um, me either. Honestly, the only way I know about it is my friend Maddie sends us updates about like, you know, what the status is. And like, I'm grateful I have someone who uh, is like watching out on the news and everything because I know nothing about current events that are not pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, things that really matter. Don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just, yeah, my birthday. And it's not that like Anthony hasn't like tried a for effort, but it's like he's always worked on my birthday. We've always had like no money to spend. So it's like, oh, man, like what gift card do we have left? Red Lobster. okay, Cheddar Biscuits. Here we come. Dude, don't knock those Cheddar Biscuits. They're bomb. They're so good, dude. But everything else at Red Lobster sucks. Okay, so this year for your birthday, next year for your birthday, we'll celebrate. Okay, I'll fly out. Anyway, I don't know. So it's just, that's just been something that was hard was like the things that you sacrifice as like a medical school spouse. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. Sometimes like I get down about it, especially just seeing too like friends or people post on social media and they're like, we're going on this cool vacation. Like we just bought this cool house and we just bought this cool car. And it's like, man, like, you're like, I wish. Yeah. I wish. Like, it's just, that's something that's hard. It's hard to see that. And because it's hard to, like, see it that it's, like, happening right now. But, like, obviously. But that- also, you have to, like, take that with a grain of salt. Because as we've said before on our social media episode, like, things aren't always as they seem. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, like, the the flip side of that is that. Mm-hmm. um that you have no idea like what's going on. Right. Okay. So back on track bridge. But I mean, so the first year you're in the books, like you are, Anthony is the first two years, actually. Like you're in the you're the, learning, you're in the classroom. Yeah. You're in the classroom. Like you're doing anatomy You're doing all of like the book stuff of it. And then your third and fourth year, you're doing rotations. So and you, um, you, uh, moved to a different city. So we, or you, we, you could stay, but it was like a drawing, like it was at Anthony's medical school. It was a drawing of like, they have like 10 locations or I don't know how many locations, like 10 or 12 mm-hmm. locations throughout the United States that they were, um, that the rotations would be at, but like you would be in that city. So okay. we ended up going, um, we stayed in Idaho, but we were in Idaho falls and, um, we moved there in our third year and that was in the middle of COVID and Idaho falls was like very, very lonely for us. Um, we did not have very, we had probably two friends there, like in terms of, um, like couple friends, I actually made friends with some girls in our ward and, um, they, were super sweet. We'd always watch The Bachelor together like every week. Mm-hmm. And maybe not like every week, but it was for a while that we watched it. Mm-hmm. It just kind of like after JD was born, I like probably went through like a bit of a depression. <laughs> so Aww. so it was just so I think that too like in that it was just you kind of stopped doing things, right? Mm-hmm. Um anyway, but I made I made two um friends that were in my ward and they are like the sweetest girls ever. Um, and then we obviously had our one friends that were our like couple friends that we actually did stuff with. Um, there were other medical school spouses or like friends that Anthony was friends. Anthony made a big group of friends, like of seven guys, um, that were 
um, all really good friends and they all hung out and they all studied together their first two years and they're still very good friends. Um, a couple of them moved to Idaho Falls, but they were like farther away from us. Mm-hmm. And so you just, I don't know, you just, anyway. And, you know, some people also like naturally, I don't know, like stop hanging out. Not that like anything's yeah. wrong. Sorry, things happen to the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, that's just kind of how it is. But we remained really close with one of our other good friends and um, really like genuinely loved having that friendship. And um, and we, we also left behind really good friends in Boise, like one of my very best friends, um, she, they stayed in Boise and that was super hard too, because you have this person, you have like this other person that's going through the same thing and you do a lot of stuff together. Um, and you know, you have to kind of do your own thing. So the next two years, so the next year he's doing rotations and he goes through, like all different specialties, like uh, urology, um, OBGYN, family medicine, ER, surgery, general surgery. And his general surgery rotation was going to be the death of me. <laughs> like that was right after JD was born and he was gone like almost every, like the general surgery he was on call there were times that he would come home earlier, but I remember there was one particular weekend where he was gone like every like Saturday, Sunday, all day long. I'm like, I'm a new mom of two. Like, and it's like, that's just hard. It was yeah. so hard. So then his fourth year, he's still doing rotations, but then they start to do these things called auditions and mm-hmm. they go to residency programs and essentially audition at their residency program for a month or two weeks. And, um, they, or, or some of them can be a couple of days as well, but it's essentially like your interview and, and then, you. yeah. And then um, you also send out interview invites or sorry, you send out applications to residency programs and um, and then you start to get interviews. Anthony, um, he always wanted to go into family medicine. Um, he really genuinely loved those rotations. Um, he loved that like you could build a rapport with the patient instead of just seeing them for a couple of One visits time. for, yeah, their like knees or whatever, and then being done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he really liked that. And so he applied for family medicine residencies and he got about like 15 interviews or 15 wow. invites for interviews. Um, but the good thing is, is so, sorry, I'm just gonna interject here. Um, generally when you do those interviews, you have to fly out to them. Right. So yeah. the good thing you guys, for you guys financially is that because of COVID and stuff, they were all via Skype or whatever, or yeah, not Skype, Zoom. All... So that way you didn't have to pay for all the hotels and flights and all that jazz. Yeah. And that was also tricky too, because Anthony's doing it in our bedroom. And like, I had to take the boys places so that like, it could be very quiet in the house. Yeah. Um, however, like, yes, it was financially better that that happened. However, like residency applications aren't cheap either. Like yeah. you're, and this is kind of like the thing you're paying money for when you, you pay money to take the MCAT to get into, de- to get into medical school. Mm-hmm. Then you pay money to apply to medical school to like all of the different programs. And then those programs also can send out secondary applications and you have to pay money for those. And then, you know, you might have to pay a deposit. Um, and then, you know, you also study for boards during medical school and you have to pay for the boards. And then you have to pay for residency, like applications and right. It's, it's a very, very expensive thing. Um, obviously like it is, um, it's great. It's a great profession mm-hmm. to do. Like you end up, uh, getting it back. I don't know, you know, but, um, so yeah, I mean, and now, now we're in residency. Anthony applied. Um, this was his number one pick. And on March, like 15th or 16th, I can't remember. He found out we were all, it was match day. You have, so 
when you apply to residency and you get the interviews, you then rank those residencies how like you like, like what your preference is. Yeah. And then they also rank their interviewers. Mm-hmm. And it's based on like an algorithm and I think it favors the student. But um then like on map you find out the Monday you find out that Monday that you've matched, but you don't know where. And then you find out that Friday where you have matched. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember Anthony and I, we were like literally down to, we had always known that we wanted to go to Oklahoma, but there was another program that was in Arizona that we were like, like, should we go there? Like it's closer to family. Like, yeah. Um, but the program was, is really laid back and the one in Arizona. Yeah. The one in Arizona. And I think it had like, um, had like some issues or something with their rotations. I can't remember. Um, anyway, so, and, and Anthony, like the CEO of the hospital of the Arizona one, like called him. That's right. He wrote him a letter too, right? Yeah. Or email email or something. Like a, the top five, the top five candidates mm-hmm. that they were going to pick. Mm-hmm. And he knew Anthony knew that if he put them number one, he would get it. Yeah. But we ultimately were like, you know what? Like residency is also a time to, to like go away mm-hmm. and to like also use that time to grow. And, and mm-hmm. so, um, we did that. I mean, we ended up coming here to Oklahoma and, and now they're growing so much that they're in Oklahoma and they're too far away and I hate it. Yeah. I mean, in Oklahoma, like residency has been a different thing. So for, for those that don't know, like when you, you go to medical, you, so you have your undergraduate for four years and then you also have to take prerequisites, um, for medical school. Like Anthony, after he graduated college, like with his undergraduate, his bachelor's degree, he still mm-hmm. had to take other prerequisites like physics and organic chemistry or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then you go to medical school for four years and you mm-hmm. graduate as a doctor, but you still can't practice medicine on your own. You have to go to residency and depending on the specialty residency is like three to five years. Mm-hmm. And that's not including if you do a fellowship. So mm-hmm. after residency, doctors can choose if they want to do a fellowship into something to specialize even more so within their specialty. Yeah. Like for instance, Anthony could do like a year fellowship in sports medicine or dermatology. Or like emergency medicine or no, yeah. emergency medicine is its own. Well, because the fellows are they have fellows and uh, anyway, maybe I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, like, I'm talking like to like like an OBGYN. An OBGYN goes to OBGYN residency and then they can do a fellowship in like high risk OBGYN mm-hmm. or like maternal fetal medicine. So that's a fellowship. Um, so that doesn't like, you know, bring that into play. But residency has been super hard. You know, Anthony is gone even more than I thought he would be. I think our fourth year, fourth year was definitely the easiest in, in medical school where Anthony was home a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think going to residency like reminds me I don't know if his general surgery rotation or like being in medical school again, except like 10 times worse. (laughs) So, I mean, you've given us the rundown of like the the timeline of things and how things work. What is your number one lesson that you've learned as a medical school wife? Actually, I have several and I wrote them down. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I, I think, um, and there's a lot to learn in medical school. And, um, I think, so I'm going to just, you know, go through these, but, um, I think one of them is the uh, adapt to create happiness, like be happy. These are deep. This is already deep. It's number one. Yeah. Like, sorry, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep going here. I feel like you could use this for any situation adapt to create happiness like that's that's actually pretty helpful for a lot of life situations there's me just sorry sorry licensed uh, clinical whatever what it was that you guys think I should do yeah I know the uh, therapist yeah okay adapt to create happiness so be happy now 
um like you have to be happy with wherever you are what like I don't know at least for me like I had to adjust my expectations of Anthony Mm -hmm. like I know that he's not always going to be home and I can't put him up for failure so like if I'm like I don't know like if I know that Anthony can't be home by five I can't be mad that he can't be home at five because then that's putting him in up for failure like I'm not giving him a win-win situation at all um I think too like along those lines like bloom where you're planted um so I don't know just I also is this is this a new thing you learned or is this part of create your happiness just like uh creating your happiness like if you're, you know, there are people that can move and they're like, this sucks. And I had that situation in Arizona. Like I hated living in Arizona. Uh-huh. It was literally the worst thing for me. And I wish that I would have, um, had a, a better experience there. Um, so yeah. Um, another one was, uh, don't wait for your husband or your wife, whatever, um, to, uh, don't wait for them to come around before you go anywhere. Like be okay to go by yourself. Mm. Um, I've never really had a problem going anywhere by myself before, but I definitely felt like medical school made me more independent in terms of like, Hey, like I'm going to go to the park by myself with my kids or like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go do this by myself, you know, or take them somewhere. So I don't know. That was, that was something um, this kind of gets a little bit, maybe, I don't know. For me, it was committing. I'm excited to see where this is going because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like, this is going to get, uh, and I'm like, where is she going with this? <laughs> this these notes were not pre-approved. So. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, no, no. You, you got it. You tell, tell us more. Okay. <laughs> okay. So for me. Um, for those that know me, like my faith is everything for me. Mm-hmm. Um, what I believe in is something that I hold very near and dear to my heart. Um, so at least for me, like committing every day to private personal acts of devotion, whether that's prayer, scripture study, um, preparing myself for church each week. Um, and uh, at least for me, like faith gives the perspective in me to help my family and provide relief to others. Um, so I think that was something that I had. Wait, to... will you say that number, that one again, that what, it, what you said it was oh, prepared I to do what? Faith gives the perspective to help family and provide. Oh, no, 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 no. The, the main, oh. the main thing. Oh, commit every day to private personal acts of devotion. Okay. That be like prayer, scripture study, preparing myself for church each week. Okay. Um, uh, this one, I haven't really been the best at, but I really, really try is to stop complaining. Um, Always complaining. I I think, you know, you also have to be supportive, like with your spouse Mm -hmm. or your partner, whoever, um, and realizing like that they're in medical school. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I guess like for me, I know that Anthony um, is sacrificing his time to help our family. And even though it's so hard, uh, it may mean that he has to spend a lot of time away from us in order to provide a great life in the future. I I guess the stop, the complaining part is like, it also means like understanding both of your roles and owning them. Um, I also like think too, that it doesn't help complaining. It doesn't make the situation any easier than it already is. And it's already like a hard thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Another one is like pursue your own interests and continue to grow. Um, I think this kind of goes along though with like the being independent thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember at the very beginning of medical school, I was really into scrapbooking and I still am working on Austin's. Like it's, it's not like one that you like, it's like the old school scrapbooking, like, like cut out the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And so is me. Poor JD. He's like so just. It's the second child syndrome, dude. Don't worry. I'll I'll take care of JD. Um, Has a fellow second child. I make sure he's spoiled. I think like for me, can like 
pursuing my own interest, um, doing things that you love, like, and, and having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and taking time for yourself, like, at least for me right now, I know that like, I love to like read. So at night, like I always make sure that I read some part of my book mm-hmm. because it's like taking time for myself. Um, I think another one that I've learned is that to make the day special, even when dad isn't around. Um, and that's one that I really, really try to do, even though I may not be perfect at it. Mm-hmm. I hope that like one thing that my kids can learn is that I really tried to be a good mom. Oh, me. Please don't do this to me right now. <laughs> okay, I've had a long day. You're a good mom. I just hope that they like realize that I try to make things fun and I try to do the crafts. (laughs) I would love for us to get through an episode where I don't cry. I tried to do the crafts with them. I try to do hide and go seek. I've always really tried to be a present mom. And at times I have felt like I failed that. And that's been hard. You're good. You're a really good mom. (laughs) And so I don't know, like I've always really tried to make the day special, whether that be like uninterrupted time where we play like the matching game or like we do a craft or Austin, you know, wants me to play Hello Neighbor neighbor. with him. He doesn't want you to watch. He doesn't want you to play. He wants you to watch him play. No, it. now it's like he wants to act it out. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, next level. Okay. Um, I think something else that I learned is like I am capable of doing anything. I think you are kind of like go through a refiner's fire with mm-hmm. medical school. Um, I think before medical school, I was like, there's no way I am going to live off of four hours of sleep. Like, there's absolutely no freaking way. <laughs> and then, like, you're put in that situation and you're like, okay, like, this is I'm okay. Like, and I have caffeine, so that's great. But really, like, I remember the first month of medical school was so hard. I remember as soon as we got to medical school, Austin got, like, hand, foot, and mouth, like, two weeks later. And, and he also got pharyngitis, but he was miserable. So I hardly got any sleep. Mm-hmm. And I realized that sometimes like we don't allow ourselves to live to our full capacity because mm-hmm. we're maybe scared of the what ifs. Um, but when you're thrown into it with no other option, you learn to adapt really fast. And so I'm really glad that I that I did. Um, I think too, another thing um that I learned, uh, somebody told me too that at the beginning of medical school to thrive and not just survive. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like kind of going along the mom thing, like I can either be the best mom or the worst mom. It's really up to me to make the most of it. Some days I feel like I'm surviving. And then some days I know that I tried to thrive, especially Mm -hmm. with being a mom. And I think, you know, that may mean that I go to the same park every single day and have my kids have fun, even if I'm by myself. So, um, and kind of lastly, I've learned, um, to like make good friends, not just like, not quantity, but quality friends. Yeah. Um, I think that like having good friends and having a good support system, especially with people that know what you're going through is so beneficial to, everything like well you need another outlet too I think this is one thing sorry I'm I'm just I'm speaking here but um I think one thing we kind of do a bad job of in general is making your spouse like be everything to you in your life and they can't fulfill every role so like I think we as women also need friends outside of like good female friendships outside of marriage because they you need that that whole you know, or whatever that need filled. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing too, is like the first two years, like I said, like we had a really good, um, friend group. They kind of, everybody kind of just like broke apart a little bit towards the end. Um, but, um, I 
one of my friends, like we would do so much together. We'd go to high fitness together, like every week at the church, we would go on walks together. Like it was just a lot of fun to have a friend. Um, one of my other friends, like we, you know, she would just drop off a treat, like, you know, randomly. And, um, I think to like, just showing, showing up for them, Mm-hmm. Be the friend, be the type of friend that you want the friend to be to you. Yeah. Like, and I think that's just. Those are good life lessons, Bridge. Yeah. From medical school, from what you learned of being a wife as a medical student. It is, it is a hard, it is a hard thing to go through. Like 100%. Um, it's, it's something that. It's hard. Like, it's just a hard, I can say hard, like five times in the same sentence, but it's freaking hard. (laughs) You're like, did I mention it was hard? It was the hardest. (laughs) Yeah. But it was, it's, it's been, it's been good in terms of like, I know that Anthony is in one of my friends said this recently about like investing in yourself. And I just thought that was such a good, um, I don't know. I was like, man, that's profound, but this has been something that we've, that Anthony has been able to invest in our future. And I guess too, like the people that are out there that are the spouses of somebody that are this, like you are just as important in that. Like your name should also be on that diploma because like you are the one holding down the fort and making sure that everything in the house is like running smoothly. So, yeah. That was good. I'm glad you let us know all the the dirty details there and gave us some good life lessons that we yeah. can apply to lots of situations in life, not just being a medical student wife. Yeah. So, and if anybody has any questions or needs some, you're like, if you are thinking about going to medical school, please don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We need doctors. We need good physicians, good whatever's, you know, in the world. I also too, just, I'm going to just like say this one last thing is like, I'm really grateful that I have Anthony. Like, I don't think that I, like, I, even though he was gone a lot, he was also like, has been very supportive of me and he works so hard and he's just such a great dad. And even though there were times that like, he came home just from like a 14 hour shift, like he still made time for us. And Anthony's the best. Yeah. Oh, Bridget's gonna cry again. I know. I'm like, Don't get me. Bridget's started. like, okay, I need to stop this now. She's you know, like, talk to you guys next week, dude. <laughs> go, finger. Yeah. <laughs> but really, anyway, that's it. That's all. That's that's it, folks. <laughs> that's all she wrote. Well, thanks, May, for sharing those insights with us. We loved it. I loved it. To this TED talk. Yeah. Okay. Well. Bye. Bye, y'all.